Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Come on, come on! <laughs> the fantastic Zack and Griffin starring circus! <laughs> I will be your ringmaster today. I will be. I am ringmaster the Griff. Well, I, I'm trying to decipher this accent. Like, it sounded like you almost had an accent, but you didn't? I mean, in so much as. I mean, there's just kind of a voice. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I will be your ringmaster. <laughs> It was like one of those things. It was like on the. It was on the edge. I enjoyed it. It was. I was like. Just, it, it was like. It was like. I was like edging Transylvania. Yeah. I will be your ringmaster. Uh, uh, uh. I think I'd be like. I want to be the person who like plays with the animals. And by play with the animals, I mean like make the animals give off the appearance that they're like mean and ferocious and oh, yeah. deadly. But actually, I'm just really giving them snuggles behind well, yeah, the scenes. Yeah, there's like a little like a box that's built into the set, but like you're on the in on the inside, like you mm-hmm. know, out of the 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 audience view, and you're sitting there like rah, rah, making like big yeah. like bear arms, like being like, "Hey, animals, time to be scary!" And then they do the yeah, thing, let's go, let's go. and you're like, "I'm so proud of you!" And they're like, "Thanks, Papa." Uh, What's your circus persona? If I were a circus persona, I w- would be. Um, I mean, if like I've always wanted to be that person that like does like a handstand and like shoots a bow and arrow like with their feet, Ooh, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. that always looks crazy cool. I'm never gonna be that person. Um, so instead, I will be the amazing Zach Dini, and I am just really good at um, sanitation. Oh <laughs> yeah, like 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 I, like I work a pretty menial. You're just job. a roadie. Well, yeah, I just work a pretty menial job, but like everyone like respects me and my work enough to like yeah. give me a title, you know? Yeah. Like I have a show name, even though I'm not like in like I, I I'm a part of the show, but I'm not in yeah. the show. You know? You're the production crew. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a glorified poop scooper, but like you <laughs> know. I, I want to do stuff with animals, or I want to do stuff with fire. Oh, yeah, fire. I've always wanted to, like, try, like, fire breathing. I feel like it'd be yeah. really cool, but yeah. also very scary. I definitely couldn't do, like, when the people have got, like, the chain with, like, the flame ball on the end, and they do, like, the, like, the, like, spinning, like, the spinning, like the spinning yeah. yeah, fire spinning and shit. Oh. I want to do that. No thanks. I'll do that. Yeah. No. And then there's the when they have like the cool ring with like the the stalks coming off it with like the fire on the ends, and then they sit there and like spin oh, the rings yeah. with all the little that that I won't do. Well, you would prefer? I, I would prefer the rigid thing that I know I can keep away from me rather than the no, chain. No, I want like could... a I want like a bow staff that's on fire. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then like you I... can like breathe some some fire off it. Well, you, would you eat the fire as well? <laughs> I don't know about eating the fire, because, I mean, like, how do you practice that? You just you, you don't practice. You just do it. Like I, I have... I, I feel like it's just a thing you have to... Like, like you got to learn how to do it. Like, someone's got to be like, all right, so what... 
Like like someone gives you the steps, and I think you just kind of got to do it, you know? In famous Griffin vocabulary, I take umbrage with that. <laughs> I take umbrage with that. Yeah, that or you could be a sword swallower so that, like, in your off times, you're also really popular, you know? <laughs> and I always have a sword on me. Yeah, I was talking about other things, but yeah. 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 Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. And I am Zach, and we're, we're very excited here today because a oh, yeah. uh, new book came out, which means new stuff for us to talk about, which is always a good day. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, most uh, specifically, we will be talking about uh, the Wild Beyond the Witchlight that just came out uh, from Wizards of the Coast. The original mm-hmm. uh, Dungeons and Dragons content, which is a circus themed, at least the beginning of it, I would assume. Yeah, uh, I think the 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 witch light is like a circus. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and then it, that makes sense. And then it and then it hops into the Feywild pretty pretty quickly. That's not a spoiler. Like that was the pull of the book. So yeah, like it's literally it's a Fey book. It's like cool, you, well, yeah, I think that, that I was saw I saw a tweet that this is like the first time. That like Dungeons and Dragons proper has done like a Fey book in like mm. a while. Like I think it's been like twenty five years. Since yeah. The- um. The owners. I mean, this is just the first blurb at the top of the book. The owners of the Witchlight Carnival are a pair of Shatterkai, so the Shadowfell elves. Oh yeah. Um. Named Mister Witch and Mister Light. Oh, so, okay. Cool. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be doing talking about you know the the mild things beyond the bitch light, yeah. the mild uh, beyond <laughs> the bitch the bitch dark. No, beyond <laughs> oh, uh, behind the oh god, I'm, uh, I'm trying to, to think of a thing that's not a cuss. Because uh, the we Mitch have, flight behind the Mitch flight, some guy Which named Mitch, Mitch flying away. Uh, this guy named Mitchell came in, and uh, yeah, that's the big pool of the circus. Is this guy named yeah. Mitch can fly? It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got, well, it's a regular Icarus situation. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool, Mitcherus. No, mm. Mm, no. I, look, mm. I, I I saw it. They sampled that, and that's why they went with Mitch flight. Yeah, I saw it. I reached for it, um, and then I picked it up, and it was nasty. So. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, but let's get into it, shall we? Oh, most definitely. Uh, so our first, uh, a first pal to talk about today. I'm very excited about it, actually. Mm-hmm. They're called Campistress. Campistries? I don't know. The campus. I think it's, I can't, I think that's the plural. The singular's on the stat block. Campistry, yes. Yeah. Hey, Zach, you know how on the show, a lot of the times I'll say that a thing's got a big old mean nasty face? Yeah. This thing do not have a big old mean no. nasty face. So, it have a big old it have a big old smiling friend face. Yeah, it does. Uh, so a campistry is a tiny living mushroom, uh, um, with just a big grin on the stock. Like it's just, it's like, just like this is like a Disney ass looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like hello world. Yeah, that's the, pretty much. Uh, campistress are happy-go-lucky mushroom-like creatures with few cares or worries. <sighs> and I know that, like, a lot of times, like, when we say something like this, then, like, there's, like, a grim follow-up. But I there's really not, hope that's not the case. They are captivated by music, though they can't distinguish a well-played performance from a bad one. Oh so they're just God. really great audience members. 
If anyone plays an instrument or sings in the tapestry's uh, vicinity, the, uh, the little creatures will happily sing along, each in an obnoxiously nasal falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> As they dance and caper around whoever is making the music. That's fucking incredible. It's so cute. Hey, designers... 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Well done. And it's a very simple design, too, because it's literally just a mushroom with, like, the stalk of it's got the big face on it. And at the base, yeah. it looks like it's kind of got, like, like maybe, like, roots that it uses as little feeties. It's, a got, it's got a little, like, wiggle worm tail. Yeah. Campestries can easily imitate lyrics and music. After a campestry cool. has practiced a song or a piece of music three or four times, the creature remembers it forever. Oh, my God. I'm in love. vary wild, uh, widely in color, from white to tan to dark brown, but they always have red or purple caps and speckles. Ugh. A campestry moves by manipulating the mycelium that grows out of the base of its stem and supports it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the mushroom creatures eat salty soil, filter out the salt, and excrete a, simple, uh, a slippery paste of purified soil, stripped of things nourishing to fungi. Of course, eating oh. eating salt is also a defense mechanism because it may, uh, makes the campestries taste salty and thus unpleasant to most creatures. Though bullywogs consider them a delicacy. Bullywogs, don't you dare! Don't you dare, you guys! I got these new mushroom friends. <laughs> so you ain't getting them. So why don't we dig into this stat block? This vicious, this vicious creature. So they're a tiny plant. They're unaligned. Aside from yeah, they're they're their alignment is thrilled to be it, it, here. It's chaotic sweet. <laughs> they have an armor class of twelve, which honestly, like, I'm impressed. Yeah, they they got two hit points, two whole <laughs> hit points, and their speed is five feet. <laughs> That's less than one foot a second. <laughs> These beautiful, beautiful fucking mushrooms. Their strength is one. <sighs> Dex is seven. Con's ten. So All right. Int's four. Wisdom's ten. Charisma's an eight. That charisma should be like a 25. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because they can only... Their they're singing is obnoxiously nasal and yeah, falsetto-y. Yeah, so, I mean, like... But, like, some people find it charming. Uh, they're skilled in perception. Okay. They have tremor sense out to thirty feet. Passive perception fourteen was pretty good. Um, they they understand common, but like speak only through using like uh the use of its mimicry trait. But I don't think it's like a, like how like a Kenku talks. I'm assuming with no. the int of four, they can they just repeat stuff. It doesn't make sense. They because like Kenku can like bumblebee that shit and like yeah, into they have context. Yeah. I don't this think just says said. the campestry can mimic any voice or song it has heard, albeit in a nasal falsetto. So I mean, yeah, they have ish. a they have a headbutt attack. It's zero. To, it's zero to attack. hit. Zero to hit. And it's one bludgeoning damage. One bludgeoning damage. Which honestly is not bad. Uh, that wasn't nasally enough. One bludgeoning damage. That was pretty good. Now, 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 see, like, like honestly, like the voice is pretty toad. It's to, it's toe to campestry. Wow! <laughs> uh, also, once a day, they have a spores thing they can do. A five foot okay. ra a radius of spores extends from the campestry. These spores can go around corners, and they have uh, no effect on constructs, elementals, plants, or undead. Each other creature in the area must make a DC ten wisdom saving throw. Wisdom, okay. Ooh. On a failed save, the creature is incapacitated, and its speed is halved, both for one minute. 
A, cre- <laughs> a creature can repeat the saving throughout the end of its turn, sending the effect uh, on itself on a success. Now, they do have uh, a stat block here for a swarm of campus trees. Oh, no. Uh, the swarm is resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage, as well as charmed, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, prone, restrained, or stunned. Yeah, basically anything you could do to that you can't do to all of them at once. Yeah. You can't now, grapple a swarm, baby. Yeah. Now with the swarm, they have the swarm thing. They can occupy another creature's space and vice versa. And the swarm can move through any opening uh, large enough to accommodate a single campus tree. Uh, they can't regain hit points or gain temporary hit points. Instead of head butt, it's head butts. But, yep, head butts. Uh, they do a lot more damage, kind of, now. Uh, on a hit, they deal, um, was it... Uh, 10 or 44 bludgeoning damage or 5 or 2d4 bludgeoning damage of the swarm has half of its hit points. It's still plus 0 to hit. It's still plus 0 to hit, though. <laughs> and then I think the spores just has a higher radius yeah, as they it's all 20, kind yeah, of 20. spew together. Yeah. Group spew. Um, Alright, everyone! Spew on three! One, two, three! Spew, my brothers! God, um, they're so good. They're just really cute. Folks at home, look up a campus tree right now. They're so adorable. 10 they, out of 10 pets. They've uh, lit up my life exponentially. So if you're a musician, maybe, this mm-hmm. would be a perfect plant for you. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe if you're making a choir, Ooh. like a campus tree choir. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome at the Bjering Bro Civic Center for the All Campus Choir. <laughs> the All Fay Chorus. All Fay Campus Chorus. Featuring Cammy oh, the Campus And that's the. Yeah. Cammy <laughs> has like a cool like hat on top of like the. Their, their, the hat on top of the cap? Uh, the hat on top of the cap. It's just. It's not like a full hat. It's more like a. Like kind of like a, like a decorative doily. But it just kind of like drapes on top of the cap to you know illustrate like this campus tree is like the star like this is the headliner. Sure. But then like okay. it's got a campus tree singing in like fifty part harmony behind it yeah. behind them. It's intense. All very all very nasally. Yeah, everyone comes from miles around to see the campus tree chorus though. There's like two campus tree bases who are oh. like the most valued members. Oh, definitely. Of- it's it look. It's hard to find a campus tree base like it, yeah. it, it just is yeah um and so yeah when uh when you find one you like they're prized you know i like this world that we've created where bases and baritones are prized more over time yes yes <laughs> we're two low voice boys because as two baritones i'm arguably a baritoner but like not a good one no i've um, got i've got i got that low end folks we got that we got that low end we i just, was a bass and choir just because i didn't know how to sing yet i was forced to sing tenor when there's people who like whose speaking voices were much higher than mine and yeah. they got to sing bass and I was very upset by this <laughs> thanks mr Hoffmeister but yeah campus trees 10 out of 10 pets low upkeep you can have a lot of them yeah you just gotta give them some I, salty soil and it's in there and they're pretty good I imagine wicked friendly super oh, bright disposition like look at them like I want to see like like this is a thing like you know like when Pixar like you know like when they have well I guess Disney animation does it as well but like when they have like a movie and it comes out before that they've got the animated short 
Yeah, I could see. I could oh, see Cam- yeah. Campestry being the star of an animated short before, like a Disney Studios or a Pixar film. Absolutely, definitely, like hands down. Mm-hmm. I, I love them, and you should love them. You should love them too, everyone. Everyone yes. out there, just love these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's if about all. Yeah. If you don't stop listening to our podcast, just get out. This this is now a Campus Stand podcast. No exceptions, and there are no exceptions. You have to love them to be uh, allowed in. But that's about all I got. Yay! <laughs> I love uh, them so much. This is amazing. So very good. All right. Well, let's take a wicked heel turn, shall we? Oh, no. I'm please, sorry, bud. Please don't. Okay, I'm ready. If we had spaced this out a little better, I think that the campus trees would have been a great palate cleanser to I, these. I think so, but we wanted to start on a nice end because everything else is in. So if you don't like this segment, just listen to the campistry segment again. Yeah, and then skip through this. And then skip to the ad. Hey, hey Griff. Hey, editor Griff. Yeah. Um, uh, why don't you put a timestamp in the uh, <laughs> in, 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 in the description of it so if people want to skip over this particular part, they can. Because I know yeah. for me, this is going to be Nightmare Incarnate. This is this is some nightmare stuff. This is a this is a haunted doll situation. So if that ain't your steez, uh, uh, look in the description of this episode for the uh, the skip point. All right, ready? Okay. Yep. Welcome to the evil fay living doll. <sighs> I don't wanna. It's a it's a doll. It's a doll. It's it got a porcelain is. face and like the rosy cheeks and just like the really evil eyes. Yep. Uh, this one's wearing, like, a nice green frilled dress. I was gonna say yellow, but it's, like... It's, it's, it's puce. But it's got that, I, 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 is that what puce is? I've, I've, no. I've heard the name of the color puce, but, like, I had no idea what... Oh, that... no, that's dead-ass not puce, my guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm super wrong. <laughs> what is puce, then? Um, it's, like, kind of, like, yucky, like, yucky pink. Oh man, I hate a yucky pink. It's like purple and brown. Ooh. Okay. This is closer to maybe like a a pale chartreuse. Oh, nice. Is that what chartreuse is? Yeah, chartreuse is like the chartreuse. Chartreuse. Uh, it's like it's like yellowy greeny. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with chartreuse. Sure. Chartreuse. I think what's horrid about it is that like it's like that doll makeup where like the the head is like porcelain. But mm-hmm. it's got like the knit body underneath the dress because like the hands are like bone like it is it, like you know it's not like a a hard like yeah. articulated thing it's like you know like a like a stuffed it's like a stuffed arm that doesn't mm-hmm. have like you know like rigid bones in it. It's got very human hair. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So. um... The living doll is easily mistaken for an inanimate doll or a stuffed animal until it moves. Uh, trapped within each living doll is a mean spirit that encourages those around it to behave badly towards others. If I make this thing sound like a little rascal, will that be better for you? It's happening a little. Yeah, it's, it's working a little <laughs> bit. I'm just wondering what, be, you know, like, like one would say, like, behave badly towards others. It's like, I eat the last of your gushers without telling well, you or without asking. It I does feel say like that, that right here, and it's not great. That I, um, I feel like this is behave badly. It's like, I'm going to go get a knife from the kitchen and, like, unlive you with it. 
Yeah, uh, the doll takes pleasure in tormenting the guilt-ridden and despondent, hastening their descent into depression or paranoia. (sighs) Because it fears its own destruction, the doll rarely causes direct harm to others. When forced to defend itself, it debilitates opponents with its maniacal cackle and assaults the minds of its enemies by turning their worst fears against them. No thanks. (laughs) So, this thing's yucky. It's a tiny construct. It's typically neutral evil. Oh, God. Okay. So, hey, it says says typically, though, which is kind of fun. See, like, if the doll was going to go Chucky on me and, like, try and, like, stab me, like, I think I would prefer that to debilitate me with its horrible, maniacal cackle and assault my mind with my worst fears. But it's fine because Uh. one of them is it. So, there we hmm. go. <laughs> uh, it's immune to poison, paralysis, petrification, uh, has dark vision, speaks common. Yuck. Um, has a false appearance. So, um, uh, uh, if the doll is motionless at the start of a combat, it does gain advantage on initiative rolls. Um, moreover, a creature that hasn't observed the doll must make a DC 18 investigation check to discern that the doll is animate. Uh, it regenerates five hit points at the start of its turn unless it takes fire or psychic damage. That's interesting. Psychic damage. Huh. Like fire you see a lot with like trolls and stuff. It's like fire and acid mm-hmm. that prevent regen. Yeah. Psychic's curious. Finally, bards, a use for your vicious mockery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, I, I feel like since it's got like the weird psionic make you see your worst nightmares thing. Ooh. Maybe like feedback. It's, yeah. It's got the. Yeah. Yeah. Its action attack is called Grabby Hands. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, this is kind of funny, though. Plus two to hit. On a hit, the target is grappled. Escape DC of six. So it's very easy to grab and rip this thing off of you and throw it across the room. Grabby Hands. However, it does deal uh, 2d10 psychic damage at the start of each of its turn until the grapple ends. Uh, So that's kind of rough. That's awful. That's awful. That's awful. That's awful. (laughs) (laughs) And the bonus action has is Cackle, uh, which recharges on a 4 through 6. Oh, that's bad, too. Like, like that's 50-50. That's going to come back, too. Yep. That's a bonus action. Oh, no. The doll cackles as it targets one or two creatures that it can see within 30 feet. Each target that can hear the doll's cackling must make a DC 11 wisdom save, succeeding automatically if they have an int of four or lower. On a failed save, they take uh, 2d4 psychic damage and are incapacitated for one minute as they're overcome by a fit of laughter. (laughs) Ah! No thanks, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. They can repeat the save at the end of the turn, becoming immune to the effects for 24 hours after a successful save. Okay. Okay. What would make these things better for you, Zach? Um, um, what would make these good pets? Um, um, if, like, they... What if uh, it was just, what if it was just a, a Build-A-Bear? Like, if this was instead a homicidal bear? Yeah. I think that I look if it were like just like a stuffed like like a normal stuffed animal like it wasn't like decrepit and had like a button hanging from its yeah face. yeah yeah I'm talking like a straight up out of the workshop build a bear um I mean like I feel like if that were the case I wouldn't I like I might get scared more because oh. I wouldn't expect it like 
Like, if I see this doll just, like, sitting there, like, in, like, a tiny mm-hmm. rocking chair, like, I'm like, that thing's going to try to kill me. Like, I'm prepared sure. for it, you know? But, like, if I, you know, like, one of those cute, like, Bulbasaurs that you can get from Build-A-Bear, <laughs> and it's sitting there, I'm going, like, oh, Bulbasaur, cute. And then it's going to try and kill me, and I won't see that coming. I think this is a great time, then, to bring about the, the second installation of our newest segment. But what if it wasn't? But what if it wasn't? Like, what if it wasn't typically neutral evil? Yeah, um, like it's got it's got grabby hands, but like, but and they deal psychic damage. But what if it didn't? Well, here's here's the thing. So, hmm, I'm debating whether or not this is ethical. <laughs> okay, I was like, you know, like <laughs> they're constructs. Like they could be probably you know, like mended and fixed. Like you like rock them, yeah. sock them, robots, uh-huh. but with like like living dolls. Talking about like haunted doll UFC. Yeah. <laughs> but is it ethical? But yeah, like how close is that to dogfighting? I don't know. I mean, like these things have an int of 10. I don't know. Again, I don't know how much intelligence or wisdom or sapience. I don't know how to quantify sapience. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was a bad idea. Let's just, let's just cross it. We'll just cross it off. Uh, if they weren't. Um, Chuck E. Cheese would be a lot more interactive. Ooh. Um, yeah. You know, like anywhere, um, you know, like it's a small world or like yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's just full of, of kind of mostly sentient. Yeah. It goes from like, yeah. you know, like a ride attraction to like then it could be like kind of like a LARP, honestly. You know, like you're interactive. Like, you know, there's characters and you can like interact with them. Yeah. I mean, like, like if we want to go like full into just sort of our steez, like you know, if they weren't, we get a bunch like just like LARP park, just like hands yeah. down, like big ass LARP park. We you got some, NPCs, like, yeah, like like you're like you could do like wizards chess kind oh, of things. Yeah. Ooh, you could do like like large scale like D and D maps. Oh and these yeah, these would be like your minis, and like you could dress up your doll as your mini. Yeah. Well, then, then we, I mean, then we get into the into the back into the the fighting thing. But well, but but it's all but it's all play acting. Yeah, you know they got large. It's swords. all role play. Yeah, yeah. They just go. They just do the like the thing in video games where two tokens just kind of pick up and then bap against well, I mean, each other. I mean, if they second. got if they got LARP swords, like yeah, you know, pe- people, you know, you, you go around, you hit them with some foam. They go, Ugh, <laughs> maybe they're programmed with like one of those cool blood pumps, so you know they'll like, Ugh. yeah, 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 yeah. But like they're not getting hurt, you know. They're just it's just it's just pretend. They're just yeah. playing a role, you know. Yeah, that would that would that that would be cool. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like like this idea. Not look at the horror that's staring daggers uh, through my skull at the moment. Yeah, you know this picture definitely does one of those things where its eyes watch you oh. however you move. Everywhere you go, Griff, just everywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I am going to scroll away from it now. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Because I don't want to look at it. Uh, do you want to do you want to do you want to call that there? I mean, I, look, the, like if they weren't, they 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 could have they could be cool, but they're <laughs> but they're not, but they're not. I know. Let's um let's cool off with an ad break, okay? Okay. I'll get you. I'll go get you another Canada Dry. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Douglas, run the ad. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there, and do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? 
Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No, no, and yes. On Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Sexuality. Just say the word and we won't stop until you're thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell ya, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. Okay. Feeling be- I'm feeling better now. Are you, are you sure? I th- I, you know, yeah. yeah. Because I, I have another uh, possible palate cleanser for you. Oh, okay. Good thing to kind of reset the momentum. With. Yeah. I normally do these at the top of the episode, but I figured this time, let's mix it up. Let's keep it spicy. Zach, it's time for another installation of Kama Sutra Position or Not. Very good. I'm here for it. Uh, I'm going to list a thing. It is either a Kama Sutra Position or a fairy tale title. Oh, okay. I like this. Are you, this is, are you this ready? Is fitting. I'm very ready. Let's go. Okay. Uh... Let's see. I gotta keep track of the ones I mentioned because I don't have them organized very well. Uh, the Lotus Bloom. Okay, that is that's that's a that's a sex position, a Kama Sutra position. Correct. Yes. Molly Whoopi. That that's a fairy tale. Correct. Yes. The Magic Fishbone. Ooh. Um. Fairy tale. That is a fairy tale. Yes. Three for three. Let's go. Uh, glowing juniper, Kama Sutra, correct. Boom, boom! I'm on a roll today. Uh, the six swans. Hmm, that's a good one. I'm going to go fairy tale. That is correct. Yes, you're on fire. You're five for five right now. All right, I've got five more. So okay. you're you're halfway through. Halfway through. Uh, the transverse loot. 
the transverse dude Kama Sutra. Correct. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Uh, the Indrani. The Indrani. Fairy tale. It, no. That is a Kama Sutra oh, position. Oh man. All right, three more. Okay. Uh, the blue belt. The blue belt fairy tale. Correct. Okay. So the was it seven for eight? Of mill. Arms um, of Mill. Fairy tale. Eh, fuck. That is a common suture position. And last one, the ballerina. The ballerina. Oh god. Uh I'm gonna say probably fairy tale. It's both. Oh, oh. <laughs> Darn you. Do I get a point for that one or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you half a point for that. I didn't know um, both was an option, Griff. I know, but I've always done that to you. Yeah. The last one is always both. That's fair. So, you know, if I give that to you, that's I'll, I'll give you that one because you're not incorrect. That's, so that's, that's, what? Eight, that's 8 out of 10? That's 8 out of 10. That's not bad. That's 80%. That's a solid B. That's a solid B. Yeah. Go with me. Well done. Go with me with my B. Fantastic. Well, shall we dive back in? I think so. All right. So our next pal... Uh, is uh, we got a nice tiny fae here. They're called the Briganok. Briganok. So yeah, what I'm seeing here, a uh, little hunched over, sort of green furry lad with some <laughs> uh, some white touches. His head's kind of bat like, like the ears and the nose. It's, it's, it's the ears and the nose. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got a big old mustache. Oh, with just an epic mustache. Just a very big mustache. He's holding a little pickaxe. He's got like eh. a little vest on, some gloves. Some pants, some boots, on, well, some foot wraps, it more looks like. Yeah, it's just a little dude. Briganocks are frantic, mouse-sized creatures that live in mines. Whenever a mortal makes a non-magical wish, perhaps while blowing out the candles on a birthday cake or tossing a coin down a well, an echo of that wish becomes lodged in a stone buried deep in the earth of the Feywild. All right, hold up. That's, That's cool super lore. good. That's really cool. Ah, they're killing it, Zach. Yeah, that's very good. Briganox, Designers, you're killing it. <laughs> Briganox seek out these wish stones, discarding uh, the ones that contain wishes of ill intent and keeping those to hold good wishes. Aww. Uh, Briganox yes. refine wish stones into gems and use them to decorate their architecture and crafts, or they trade them to other fae for food and favors. A more mm. powerful fae creature can use a wish stone to scry on the maker of the wish, empower a supernatural charm, or provide the spark needed to create an animated object. Other uses are possible as well. That's, That's really cool. super fucking That's cool. very cool. I love that. A Briganox soul lives outside its body, manifesting as a bulb of pale light that floats alongside it and helps the <laughs> Briganox see in the dark. I was curious what the little what? Bulb, what the little bulb of light behind it was. That's its soul. That's its soul, just hanging out. Bruh. Briganox have minor spellcasting abilities to help them survive. They also have the ability to manipulate time, allowing them to accomplish hour-long tasks in a matter of seconds. Though, sure. a Briganox must rest between these bursts of temporal acceleration. Why not? Sure. Briganox like to nibble on cheese, lettuce, and other soft foods. <laughs> oh my god. They eat quite a lot for creatures of their size and never turn down a good meal. I love the Fae. The I fair. love the Fae Wild Zack. Fae are, are, are scary. They're very scary sometimes, but some of them are very, very cool. Yeah. I just realized that for these, we haven't 
you know, no spoilers for our next creature, but you picked the two good ones, and I picked the two, like, you picked the Sealy, I picked the Unsealy. Yeah, there we are. So, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, these guys are Tiny Fey, typically neutral good. Guys- I like that they've started saying typically with the alignments. Yeah, yeah. That, it really, it really reinforces the thing that we set up in like episode two that what, like there's there's an exception to every alignment. I miss using our stinger. We haven't we haven't touched on this much lately, uh, but no, I love that. I used the stinger like three episodes ago. Yeah, that was the first time in like a good fifteen or so, though. All right, fair enough. I'm saying we we, uh, we used to use it all the time, and now we don't as much. Uh, but let's see. They got an armor class of twelve uh, hit points. They got nine, or two d four plus four, so it could be twelve tops. I would assume then. Uh, speed of fifteen, so they're not very fast. They're pretty small, pretty stout, pretty pretty small. Look at those bendy legs. Yeah, they're very uh uh, uh like hunched. Like they look like they're ready to fuck anything up. Really, like with that <laughs> that stance. Like they got that pickaxe out. And they're like, yeah, they sound like the classic old. I feel. Excuse me. They look like they sound like the classic like old man on a porch. Yeah, what are you doing out there? Young whippersnappers, get out of my mind. Uh, they're immune to exhaustion. Nice. That's pretty fucking cool, actually. Always working. Uh, no days off. Speak common, speak sylvan. Uh, but yeah, they got that fey ancestry, so they have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic can't put them to sleep. Pretty classic. They have soul light. The Briganok oh. is accompanied by an insubstantial, invulnerable ball of light that contains its soul. The cool. Briganok can't turn off the light or control its brightness. <laughs> the soul light sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. If the Bergenach dies, its soul light fades away. Oh. Well, I was yeah. going to say that's not a lot of light, but it makes, you know, their mouse size. So, like, that's a fair amount of light for them. That's a torch. Yeah. yeah. Is it only 10 and 10 for a torch? Pretty sure. Huh? That might be more. I don't care. Tunneler using a pick's <laughs> ass or se- pi- pick ass. A piss, a piss ass. Piss ass. Using a pickaxe or similar tool, a Briganok can burrow through solid rock at a speed of five feet, leaving a six-inch diameter tunnel in its wake. Oh, Tiny little tunnels. So, they're so little. So, uh, yeah, they got plus four to uh, attack with their pickaxe, um, doing a D4 plus two piercing damage. That's that's a dagger. Like, that's that's a good hit for a for, CR for, for a one-eighth little, character. Yeah, for a little lad. That uh, can kill a wizard. And they got some... That could, that could kill a wizard. That's fair. <laughs> That's how I judge all low CR creatures, is yeah, that, how well they can kill a wizard. Can they kill a wizard in one hit at level one? Probably. Uh, or at least down a wizard. Um, so yeah, they got their spell casting. They can... Uh, Briganox cast one of the following spells requiring no material components and using charisma at the spell casting modifier. Uh, so at will they can do minor illusions, spare the dying, and then one day each they can do animal friendship, fairy fire, meld into stone, and silence. Nice, meld into stones, fun. Now this is what's really they can just cool. go. Ah, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> if the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, but the big thing is their uh their time lapse ability. Yes. 
The Birkenock accelerates the passage of time around itself, enabling it to accomplish up to an hour of work in a matter of seconds. This work can affect any creature other than the Birkenock, uh, or any object being worn or carried by another creature. And the activity must take place within a 10-foot cube. For example, huh. the Brignoc could use this uh, action to rapidly carve a pumpkin, cook and eat <laughs> dinner, move a pile of stones, or tie a dozen knots in a length of rope. The first example is to carve a pumpkin. Carve a pumpkin. Hey, it's the Feywild. They love carving pumpkins, apparently. Oh man, Zach, we need to we need to contact the like Briganock like union head yeah. and get these guys on board for the next party pack. Oh, definitely. Halloween themed. Yeah, and like well not just that, I mean like they can accomplish set, big... set up set up and tear down. Oh, for real though. Load and load out. Oh, they're gonna fucking crush it. Such a breeze. Oh, it's so easy with these guys. Uh <sighs> fantastic. Uh, and then their bonus action, they can move their soul light. The Briganok moves its soul light up to 30 feet. That's pretty quick, actually. Yeah. Uh, in 30 feet up to, uh, uh, in any direction to an unoccupied space it can see. At the end of the current turn, the light returns to the Briganok. Oh, cool. So it's just say, hey, I need some light over there. Shwing. And it tosses its soul around. <laughs> that kind of, these guys are fresh as hell. That kind of reminds me of, um, like the golden compass. Like everyone's got like they're like their souls live outside of them and like a little little buddy that hangs out with them. Is that you the know? one with the big polar bear? Yeah, with the and with the, tra- the, oh, the, the train. Train. I don't know if they're on a train, but okay. But it's the big polar bear. Right? Yeah, the big armored polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's Golden Compass. Yeah, it's the Golden. Well, yeah, Golden Compass or his Dark Materials. That was a, the HB, uh, the the HBO yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming it was based off books. I don't know if it was the Golden Compass or his Dark Materials was the book. I don't. I'm not sure. You're asking the wrong guy. Get in the comments, folks. <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, that's very. That's an interesting. Like, there's a lot of cool lore uh, 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 established with Brigham Ox. Yeah, I love the 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 wish stuff. Yeah, and I like I like how that D and D has to quantify a non magical a non magical wish. That's very cool. I love that. But not only do they quantify it, but they like use it as like bartering. Like it, like it becomes tangible in a way, which is very. It's cool. like the toys come to life with a child's wonder. But it's, it's really just a rock made out of a wish. Is that how Frosty the Snowman happened? <gasps> ah! It was put. You can in, make it was frosty in it, the Feywild. It was put into a hat, and then the hat. Like he's put the hat on the snowman, and the snowman came to life. Maybe the hat. Well, in this case, I think it was maybe the hat was just a happy accident. It was actually like the coal buttons. Oh my god! It was the coal buttons because it has to be a stone. It's a stone, according to, according to this shit. But yeah, like. Oh, and I'm thinking about, like, the long game plot of, like, a, a fae can use a wish stone to scry on the maker of a wish. Mm-hmm. About how, like, you know, an adventurer, when they were a kid, made an innocent wish and now are, like, you know, on the shit list of some fae who was able to find them because of this very kind wish they made when they were young. Track their ass down, sucked them into the fae, well, the people they care about in the fae wild. Come mm-hmm. and get it, boy. That's good shit. That's pretty good. Yeah, we, we've been coming up with a lot of cool plot lines lately. That's been the 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 new bit lately, and I'm a big big yeah. fan. I really miss running D and D. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> oh, no, Briganox are sick. Uh, good pals. Hey, probably probably good. Uh, you know, good gardeners. Good. Uh, you know, if you like landscapers. Yeah. You know, you bring a team out that can get that work done real quick. 
I feel like they just like to get shit done. I think they just want to get shit done. Like, I'm not, I'm in, in, you know, upon this plane, UTP, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, hustle culture, just, like, always working, no days off, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But, like, I, I like, I think that these fellas get that, like, the simple satisfaction of a good day's work kind of feel. I mean, like, imagine being able to do that. Th- well, I was curious because I was like, you know, like in podcast editing, would you be able to quicken podcast editing? Oh, Zach. Well, I don't like would would me being quickened like would I be able to hear the playback? Or would the oh. playback play at normal speed? I'm equating it to like I'm pressing a stopwatch on my 10 foot cube. And as long as I don't have to get up to pee for that hour, like I'm good. Yeah. I'll just crank out an edit, and then I have another hour to play video. No, imagine like like there's like a Briganock, but like f- like made friends with like a like a like a gnome, and so got really into like tech and and tinkering and stuff, and then just got like really into coding. Like imagine how quick you could code, <laughs> like how much you could yeah. get done. I mean, like yeah, that has so many applications. Oh man, I love that Briganock. It's really fucking cool. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, it says here in the text it accelerates the passage of time around itself. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I think I would hear it relative to the time that I was in. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, podcast, like, yeah, look, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm edit this podcast in two seconds, and then and then I'll be good to go. Mm. Yeah. No, like, it, it normally <laughs> takes me, like, two to three hours to edit the show, um, if I'm doing it quickly. Yeah. And... Yeah, that would, I mean, that would shave my time almost in half. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, you want to meet up for, like, drinks later? Yeah, I've got to edit this podcast, and it takes me about 10 minutes to get over there, so I'll see you there in about 15 minutes. Cool? Yeah. And it recharges after a short rest, Zach, so I could literally do an hour's work. In a couple seconds. Fuck take, off for an hour. Fuck off for an hour, come back, do another do hour. another hour's, oh my god, it's the dream. I mean, like, you do your hours of work in a couple seconds, you break for an hour, and it's like you're spending the same amount of time, technically, but, like... But I'm not. But you're relaxing for most of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I'm fucking here for it. Love that it's shit. Like you, you edit a couple seconds later, you know, you minimize, you, you save, you minimize, you pull a game up for an hour, you relax. I play an hour of Minecraft. And then you pull, and then you pull the, the episode back up. Oh. Guys, I, I, Griff, I think I think we just revolutionized podcasting. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. All right. Well, I think that's about it for Briganox. They're pretty. They're pretty cool. I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Ah, yes. Uh, now, um, let's do one last stinker, shall we? One last. St- well, okay. Th- this is like I, I don't fear this like I fear the yeah. other one. This is like sure quintessential fey shit right here. Yeah, this is some fairy tale ass shit, as I would expect yeah. from uh the wild, the mild beyond the Mitch flight. Yeah, this is some fey wild down the rabbit hole bullshit that I can be here for. Yeah. Folks, it's the Jabberwock. It's the Jabberwock. Hell yeah, yes. dog. Except this time, the Jabberwock's a dr- fucking dragon. It's a dragon. It's a fucking, like, kind of spindly, like, green dragon with, like... 
It's got this long neck, uh, a, 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 a large, big, large mouth with like kind of frilled tendrils kind of around yeah. the side. It's kind of got rabbit face. teeth. <laughs> it kind of got rabbit teeth. Um, and it has just these big glowing bubbles for eyes. Yeah, I, I, like it looks like a monocle. big white orbs for eyes. It looks like a monocle. Does it, though? I think it looks kind of like a monocle. It looks like a dome to me, like a like a like a half dome. Brillig, Brillig, let's fucking do this. A Jabberwock is a solitary, temperamental predator that haunts pristine forests and ancient ruins. Accurate descriptions of Jabberwocks are difficult to come by because the rare survivors of an encounter with one retain only a confused impression of its parts and not a sense of the whole. Pieced together accounts describe it as a sinewy, dragon-like creature uh, that can walk on its hind legs as easily as, as it travels on all fours. Ah! Also, its eyes can emit fiery beams! It's got heat vision, Zach! Oh, beware the Jabberwocky, my son! <laughs> it got laser eyes! Oh, once a Jabberwock has chosen its target, it concentrates its attacks on that target until the victim is killed and devoured, until the Jabberwock is killed, or until the target escapes using teleportation magic or other means. Fuck, that's dangerous. Yeah, if a Jabberwock is slain, another one appears 3d8 years later, materializing within a thousand miles of where the old one perished. No immature, uh, no immature Jabberwock has ever been sighted, and the creature does not appear to age. Ooh. Ooh. That's that good shit. Yeah, for real, though. Uh, it's a huge dragon, typically chaotic evil, 18 armor class, 115 hit points. Um, has all the speeds, uh, 30 foot climb and swim, 60 foot fly, uh, all proficiency in all saving throws. Wow. Uh, also, interestingly of note, unlike a lot of dragons, at least like, uh, uh your standard D and D dragons, this thing's dumb. Uh, it's got yeah. only four intelligence, only a seven wisdom. So this is definitely more like a feral predator yeah. more than it is like a wise arcane dragon. It's got a very um, interesting vulnerability, though, that I appreciate. Yes, it does, which is classic. I mean, if you, if you, if you know the poem about the Jabberwock, yeah. uh, you know about the Vorpal Sword that goes <laughs> snicker-snack. Yeah. And this thing has vulnerability to slashing damage from a Vorpal Sword. I believe uh, we were. I was looking earlier, going through the the magic items of the book. There is, in fact, the big sword called Snickersnack. So that's very yes. good. So yeah, that's all. That's excellent. Uh, it is uh, uh, has good perception still. So like a dragon has true sight, like a dragon. Um, immune to charm, frightened, and poisoned. Uh, speaks no languages, mm -hmm. which is also unlike most dragons. Um, let's see here. Has a uh, confusing burble, which up until this moment, Zach, I thought that said bubble. I did say, it, 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 <laughs> but it isn't. It's a burble. Uh, this is interesting. The Jabberwock burbles to itself unless it is incapacitated. Any creature that starts its turn within thirty feet of the Jabberwock and is able to hear it must make a DC eighteen charisma saving. That's a throw. pretty hefty saving throw, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
On a failed save, the creature kind of gets the effects of like a confusion spell. Cool. Um, so you roll a d4 to determine your action. On a 1 to 2, you do nothing. On a 3, you move in a random direction. On a 4, you attack a creature within reach randomly. Um, it has legendary resistances. It regenerates. Ooh, this is fun. Another fun regeneration thing. It regenerates 10 hit points unless it takes slashing damage. Hmm. Love that. Uh, it also is an uncanny tracker. It can unerringly track any creature it has wounded in the last 24 hours and knows the distance and direction to its quarry as long as the two of them are on the same plane of existence. Hmm. Did you uh, read that last sentence in the regeneration thing? Oh, no. Um, oh, yeah. The Jabberwock dies only if it starts its turn with zero hit points and doesn't regenerate. So you need to make sure you like slash it to death, basically. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, Trolls and Fire. Mm -hmm. Burn it, burn it, burn it with fire. Yep. It has its rend attack, uh, 10-foot reach, deals 3d10 plus 5. Yeah, scans. Uh, It has a tail attack with a reach of 15 feet that has 1d10 plus 5. It has a, instead of a breath weapon, has a fiery gaze. Unless, oh, that's also a cool qualifier. Unless it is blinded. Ooh. So that's a fun little, like, folklore thing you can learn about these things. Unless it is blinded, the Jabberwock emits a 120-foot-long, 5-foot-wide line of fire from its eyes. Uh, each creature must succeed on a DC-18 dexterity saving throw or take 7d8 fire damage on a failed save or half on a success. Uh, is that... That's less than a fireball, right? Uh, it's a little off. No, a fireball it's D6. is 8d6. It's 8d6. You're right. And this is 7d8, so... Mathematically, maybe a little more? Roughs out to around the same around, average, yeah. but... yeah, Yikes. And it has legendary actions where for one, two, and three actions, it can take a tail attack, rend attack, and wing attack, respectively. Ooh, the wing attack's pretty cool. Yeah, classic dragon wing, wing attack. Any creature within 10 feet of the Jabberwock must succeed on a DC 18 dexterity save or take 1d6 plus 5 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. So Hell it flaps yeah. its big wings and you go, ah! And, and you go, ah, and you're down. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Beware the Jabberwock, Look, my son. Beware indeed. Uh, the Something's that the jaws that bite, the claws that catch? I believe so, yeah. And something about the Frumius Bandersnatch? Yes. <laughs> and then um, the Vorpal Sword, it went Snickersnack... Um, there's a, it does mention the Jabberwock has eyes of flame, I think, in the original poem. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Because I remember I had to memorize this for like a theater class one time. Twas Brillig uh, and the Slithy Toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the Borogoves and the, uh, is that, and the Momraths outgrave. That's Where- the fun thing about this poem is that it means nothing. Yeah. Beware yeah, the band um, of the, oh, this is your creature. You, if, if you pulled it up, go ahead and read, my man. I wasn't going to read the whole thing. I was just going to like, yeah, uh, 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 the Jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the Tulchi wood and burbled as it came. It's got a burble. It burbles. <laughs> They're respecting the source material. I get that. Oh, it, it broke Zach. It was the conviction <laughs> that you said it burbles. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, and hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. Oh, frabjous day, kaloo kale. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the Jabberwocky, it's a Lewis Carroll poem, if you're unfamiliar. Um, but this thing's fucking cool. This is a cool, a fun take on dragons, first yeah. of all. I like the interpretation of the Jabberwock being a dragon. Yeah. Um, and also, like, good monster. I mean, it's like, a dragons good monster. are always... Dragons have always been fun monsters, and this one's I mean, got some yeah, f- it's a killer. To uh, it. Yeah, it's like I mean, the art is fantastic too. Like, yeah, God, they're, they're really sort of just kind of fucking knocking everything out of the park on this book so far. I want to hear the sound that Matt Mercer would make to represent this thing. Ooh, that would be interesting. Because so, I can't. I know what it sounds like in my head, but I can't replicate it. Send uh, when you uh, uh, tweet that the episode's out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you just be like, hey, look at the wild, the witch light. Hey, hey, Mercer. And uh, maybe that'll get us on a board. Hit me with your best jabber. Hit me with your, hit us with your best jabber. Give me your best confusing burble. Yes. Brillig, my boy. Brillig. <laughs> um, would make good pet, yes or no? Um, it depends. Um, I feel like this is the kind of bitch ass dragon that another dragon would keep as a pet. Yeah, he's got yeah. It's like yes, and this is my Jabberwock, Jennifer. That was a pretty good burble. That was my attempt at a burble. Yeah, but yeah, it confusingly burbles and snicker snack. Uh, Does it, what what do you think its favorite snicker snack is? I think it's Snickers. Come on, that's <laughs> <laughs> its favorite snicker snack. It's the Snickers. <laughs> All right, let me ask it a different way. What do you think its favorite snack is, Zachary? Um, I would say probably quinoa. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just like a big bowl of quinoa. Just some quinoa, maybe like some shredded carrots in it. All right. This for those rabbit teeth that it has. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. The rabbit teeth are pretty ridiculous. They're pretty fun. Uh, it's got like almost this undersea quality to its a face. A little, like like coming out of um, like I like with like the tendrils and stuff. Like I imagine that yeah. being on like a sea creature, you know, like it's got a beard. It's kind of got a little bit of a. It's beard. got a sea beard. <laughs> it is I, sea beard. Seabeard the Jabberwock. <laughs> oh, old Seabeard's back. It does have a swim speed. It does have a swim speed. It could be a water dragon. Ooh, and imagine it using its fiery gaze underwater. Oh! Just boils the water. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like um, <gasps> like Mantis, uh, uh, was it Rainbow Mantis Shrimp? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when, they, when they got the little, the little death arms and... Yep. They they move so fast that they make uh, explosions. Yeah, it's very it's, it's very cool. Now make that gigantic. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it's it's fire instead. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's everything, Griff. I think that's it. So in conclusion, Campestry, great pet, living doll, bad pet, Briganock, good friend, good friend, Jabberwock, bad pet, good friend, good uh, like associate. Good, uh, mm-hmm. you know, possible uh, 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 contractor. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, you know, like, he wouldn't be like, you know, like one of those uh, shitty, like, construction companies that, like, throw all their trash underneath your new deck they just built because they're too lazy mm-hmm. to, like, throw it away. Like, 
they'll be they'll, they'll be good. Yeah, I will say, Zach, it's like Jabberwock. Hmm. Actually, never mind. I was gonna take the idea that like I I don't think there's just one in existence. No, it says that that ja- I think yeah. it, it, it spoke as if there were multiple like like yeah yeah. yeah. It's just like when it slains, it reappears later. Oh, that's that's a cool. Did you miss that part? Oh, that no, I didn't. If a Jabberwock is slain, another one appears three d eight years later. That's cool. I didn't <laughs> see that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here on this episode of The Pet Shop. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It's a delight to have you have us in your ear holes every time. I don't like the phrase. It never holes. gets old. In your ear cavities. In your ears. There you go. Okay. Uh, as per usual, <laughs> don't forget to check out the other shows in the Ghost Light Media Podcasting Network. We got a bunch of other wonderful shows made by some wonderful people. Uh, yeah. give, give them some love. Give them some support. If you want to support the show further, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. Uh, it's the one. It's the one. Uh, you donate there, and then we get money to do stuff <laughs> with, and then and then you get cool stuff for giving us money. You get you get exclusive content. You get exclusive merchandise. Yeah. You get exclusive Discord server. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Just the one. I, 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 do, do they get the backlog? I would assume they get the backlog. They get the backlog. I'm pretty sure they get the backlog. The backlog, which uh, Griffin and I are, are tied in the the many clash of the creatures we've done mm-hmm. over our uh, our uh, uh, Patreon exclusive episodes. So if you want to hear us duke it out with some of the creatures we talk about on the show, that's the mm-hmm. place to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, beyond that, if you ever have a creature that you want us to talk about, if you ever have a, a, a fiction, a world, a story that you want us to dive into and talk about those creatures, let us know on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Or if your D&D character just wants a new friend and you want us to pull some... Look, we're in the multiverse. We can beam a pet to your campaign in five to seven business days. Yeah, the best part of that is that, you know, like, that gets beamed in, and your DM won't even know until it's too late. So. Not, they're not even going to know. And then it's going to be like, oh, what, DM, are you going to you're gonna make me send this guard drake back? It's already here. It's already so, here. And the multiversal, like, like return policy is, like, a it's lot extensive. of there, Yeah, there's tariffs. <laughs> it's, it's extensive. It's extensive. There's tariffs. It's, it's an expensive process. So... Yeah. It'll already be there, and then boom, you've got a guard drake, and yeah. uh, it'll be great. <laughs> God, I'm the fucking worst. Uh, Can you fucking imagine, though? Okay, here's my new challenge. I do this at the end of episodes every so often. I want you to contact us behind your DM's back, and we'll coordinate what type of pet we're going to hot drop into your campaign, and we're going to send you we're going to send you an audio clip to play when you open the box, and that's like a this pet belong exists in this campaign now. There's nothing you can do about it. Love second grip. Yeah, there, it's like a pop up book, but there's like a little pot like cardboard like cutout that springs from the box, and it's yeah. it's me and Griff holding in the middle finger up, and it, says, <laughs> and it says, "Hey, fuck off! This part this is part of your campaign now." Sorry. <laughs> we'll take the we'll take the pet back for twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty twenty bucks. <laughs> It's our newest grift. Oh, God. Uh, what a scheme. Other than that, we love you. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks with another episode. Yep, yep. Until then, I've been Zach. 
I've been Griffin, and just remember, folks, regardless of what your DM says, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's all about love, baby. Bye, everybody. Really? $20. $20. I take PayPal. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 75 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Kyle, Christina, and Duval for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, beware that jub-jub bird and shun that frumious bandersnatch. Bye! This has been a Ghostlight Media production.